3: Go to NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. So earlier in the week, we had a conversation with a couple of uh, business owners. And they run a business where they, um, they hire people to do... What do you call that kind of work?
4: What, it's what's a, a skilled... Uh... Skilled technician. Because
3: it's not loading you're boxes. You're not an
4: engineer with a degree, but you're skilled technician.
3: But it's also not loading boxes or or, or, or uh, stacking boxes or digging ditches. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not, not huh? just, you know, mindless manual labor. And, they, and it pays well. It's like a, a career. You could do this for a living. And they can't find people who will do the job. And we got into the conversation about how, for whatever reason culturally, people are disappointed if their kids go and do that for a living which may pay more than going and doing some other white-collar job. But that's seen as respectable. I have no idea how we got here, why it continues. It's counterproductive,
4: certainly. Please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show the fabulous Mike Rowe, the host of the Way I Heard It podcast, proprietor of Mike Rowe Works, etc., a website I'm Googling, I'm looking at right now. I should say, Mike Rowe, how are you, sir?
5: You had me as fabulous, guys. How are you?
4: <laughs> to paraphrase Bob Dylan, he's an opera singer, humdinger, micro.
5: <laughs> Did he really say that? Well,
4: n- well, no, he's talking about Joan Baez, folk singer. Um, but anyway, uh, you sang for us once, and we'll never forget it. <laughs> anyway.
5: Yeah, I won't either. I still get the occasional email wondering uh, just, you know, how many pre-breakfast shots I had had that day. But uh, yeah, thanks.
4: You did well for a man in tights and we congratulate you. Anyway, you, you have said on our show that there's a lot of these
3: kind of jobs out there and they aren't being filled or no they can't fill them. And I thought, "Oh, yeah, maybe that's true, maybe that's not. I don't know." Then we talked to a couple of people right in our own backyard said, "We cannot get anybody to do these jobs. We'll pay for their training and we can't get anybody to do it. What is going on culturally there?"
5: I think it's the uh, I think it's the frog in the boiling water thing. It's been going on for about 40 years and we've turned the the heat up. Very gently, for a generation and a half and uh and here we are, we have uh, in my opinion, waged a kind of cold war on traditional notions of work, and we've done it obviously in pop culture, we've done it in TV shows, we've done it whenever we see a plumber on t v he's four hundred pounds with a giant butt crack. We do it with the best-selling books that we buy, the four-hour work week. And Tim Ferriss is a friend of mine, the author. But the four-hour work week—what are we doing? You know, we're we're basically saying that your happiness is tied to the amount of time you don't work. And so, you know, after a couple decades of this, the message starts to set in culturally, but then educationally, and at the same time, we're telling an entire generation the most, uh, the best path for so the most people. Is the most expensive path. It's the four-year degree, and so it's the relentless push for college combined with an uh, with a giant pile of endless dough that we will uh, pressure kids to borrow and lend with impunity. That's brought us to 1.3 trillion dollars of student loans, six million jobs that currently exist, half of which. Actually, 75 percent of which don't require a four year degree, but require the kind of training you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. Those jobs are sitting there. Nobody's making a case for them, but we're still lending money. We don't have to kids. who are never going to be able to pay it back to get an education for jobs that don't exist anymore. This is why fundamentally uh, we've got our heads so far up our butt.
4: Yeah. And it's it's just amazing that a cultural norm like uh, working with your hands is insulting and pathetic. Can take hold, you know, over a course of a couple of generations. I mean, in a country like this, which was forged by people who, who who had bloody knuckles and dirty hands and the rest of it. I mean, great thinkers too, but it's just odd. But you know.
3: Well, here's what I wonder about the culture, though, Mike, and uh, it is eye opening for me to recognize in myself. I got uh, two kids, five and seven, and I think all the time I just uh, I'm I've got them on the college track in my mind. They talk about going to college because we've talked about going to college. And, and I thought if I'm going to be honest with myself, if I project into the future and I see one of my kids doing one of these jobs in deciding to do that at 19 instead of going to college, I would feel like I failed somehow, which makes no sense. No sense whatsoever. He's out there with a perfectly good job, could live anywhere in America, provide for himself his entire life. And I feel like it's worse than if you went and got some degree that you possibly can't make a living off of at all.
5: It's because I think you set the table with a couple of wrong words. You know, it's, it's sensible in my view for a parent to want their kid uh, to be educated, curious, and ultimately smart. But to presuppose that the only way to get that way is to borrow a hundred grand and get a four year degree, that's the lie. Right. That's the thing we've been sold. And what gets conflated is the primacy of a four year degree, which is specious in my fancy vocabulary. Uh you know, if I'm gonna talk like a guy who knows more than he does, that's how I would describe it. It is it's it's downright specious. What makes sense is to be suspicious of anyone who comes out against education. There's no hope without education. But the idea that the only place you can get an education is the same place that's, you know, in the news every evening is slowly and slowly disintegrating faster and faster with all kinds of other social nightmares that we don't have to get into unless you want to. That's what's mad, in my opinion. You know, you don't see crazy protests going on in trade schools. You don't see people burning the flag at trade schools. You see people enrolling, uh, borrowing a modest amount of money or getting out with no debt at all to learn a skill that's actually in demand.
3: With the idea it, that yeah, I'm going I mean, to be able to then support myself, which seems to be lost in a lot of the whole college discussion.
5: Yeah, I'd say so. Look, it's the question really isn't whether or not a liberal arts degree is a bad idea. I have one, and it served me really well. But... In 1984, when I graduated, both from a two-year community college and then a two-year university in Maryland, the totality of my tuition was two thousand—sorry, uh, twelve thousand four hundred dollars. Today, the exact same, the exact same education in the exact same schools is eighty-two grand. Wow! So, never in the history of Western civilization has anything so important. Become so exponentially expensive so fast. Yeah, it's faster in, uh, than healthcare, faster than real estate, food, energy, everything.
4: It's an enormous scam. Is it is an it enormous is. scam. It's difficult to break free of it, though. I've got a high school senior I'm gonna send off to a four year college in the fall. And well, on her track though, what she wants to do, it's um it's it's not only the path of least resistance, but it's clearly a good idea at this stage. But the idea that you can only acquire knowledge at the cost of high six figures or you know six figures period is just uh, ridiculous. And it's got to take the form of the four year university. It's a scam. It needs to be broken up. Uh, Mike Rowe is on the line. Hey, Mike, I don't want to you know philosophize so much that we don't get to some of the concrete things you're doing. I heard for the first time about Skills USA recently. Tell us about that. It's really cool.
5: Well, it's another good example of, you know, things that we ignore go away. Things we pay attention to thrive. We've ignored vocational education in high schools, and so it vanished over the last 40-year period that we're talking about. Skills USA picked up the slack. It's a, it's a youth organization similar to the Boy Scouts or the Future Farmers of America. There are about 400,000 kids the life of me I don't know why I didn't know about them until 6 7 years ago but they compete every year in the skilled trades that we're talking about right now this year they got together in Louisville 20,000 kids went there who won their state and regional finals and competed in all of the disciplines from the old wood shop and metal shop and auto shop programs through healthcare and you know all all kinds of other things basically jobs that exist right now Uh, are tied directly to this high school program called Skills USA. So when I found them, I was like, good God, if you're looking for one of those thousand points of light or trying to figure out, you know, is, is anybody anywhere doing something that's not entirely dependent or at all dependent on federal money, this is it. You know, a lot of big businesses who rely on a skilled workforce fund the entire program. Kids come together by the thousands to compete Nobody pays any attention to it. Uh, my foundation uh, sent 100 kids this year who otherwise couldn't have gone because it's expensive to get to Louisville if you live in, you know, Harlan. And um, anyway, it's it's amazing. I mean, it's not, not to over philosophize, as you said, but if you want to feel good about the prospects of the country, you wander around the competition floor at Skills USA and you watch these kids. Who are borderline master welders in some cases? You watch them get hired right off the floor by companies who are desperate for people with their skill set. That's amazing. And then you watch them, then you watch them go to Dubai, right, and and make 120 grand a year tax free, doing something that the vast majority of people listening to this right now have never, and this isn't a, an insult, but have never aspired consciously
4: to do it's funny nobody's ever heard of this and 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 all of us gather around and watch some 12 year old spell blast not good lacious, you know (laughs) once once a year but but the kid who's learned a master skill we don't care about can support themselves and their whole family for the rest of their lives yeah micro is online mike's podcast is the way i heard it Uh, micro works the website all sorts of information about what he's up to i got to get my kids involved
3: in that when they're older that sounds fantastic
5: yeah look they're they're in all 50 states um, they're just not at the top of anybody's to-do list, but they've been around 52 years. <laughs> this is why I am just i just shake my head when I read the headlines day after day. But here, let me brag real quick, if, if you don't sure, mind. Sure, sure. Yeah, fire away. I, well, I wrote I, – I basically did a 90-second video a couple of months ago on this exact topic. I was really – Sort of ranting about the fact that U.S. News and World Report and Time and Forbes and Fortune and all these magazines do their annual top colleges, and they're always universities, they're always four-year degrees, never a trade school. Well, the video made the rounds; 25 million people saw it. And two weeks ago, right before the Skills USA contest, uh, Forbes came out with an article and basically said Micro just kind of tore us a new one. And you know what? He has a point. So for the first time ever, Forbes, uh, you know, a big financial magazine, just ranked the top 30 trade schools. So the point is, I mean, it's not about, hey, good for you, Mike. It's what I'm trying to say is it is tipping. There's obviously a new sheriff in town and, and, you know, for good, bad or indifferent, the conversation has changed. And the definition of a good job is once again in play. And I can see it starting. You know, I've been at it for 10 years now, but I can see it starting right now. Parents, guidance counselors, kids, they're starting to step back a little bit and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, yeah. In the hole, really?
3: You could see how that would have to happen. At some point, there's going to be enough people you know, living in their parents' basements and enough people looking at all this to think, are there other options for what we could do here, you know, well, at some
4: right. point? And you can have such a good life. You get trained, you you start at the bottom, you work your way up, you're owning the place by the time you're 40, and the, the rest of it, it can be a fabulous life. And the idea that we look down on it or anything other than the six-figure figure education is ridiculous. Uh, Mike Rowe, uh, always fun to talk. Uh, keep fighting a good fight, and we'll try to do it again soon.
5: Anytime, guys. I appreciate it.
4: All right, thanks a million. You know the the only this is not even a quibble; it's just a a subtlety of the thing. The ranking of colleges is one of the worst things to ever happen to education. It is only bad. It is so you get a you got a college they got a great program it's something you're interested in you like to look at a campus that people seem nice go there you're gonna have a wonderful experience the idea that you're you're at the 20th ranked college and the people over there at the 10th ranked college are kind of looking down at you is so incredibly unhealthy and and no, it's I mean, just,
3: because because obviously the effort you put in at school and after school is going to be 98 percent
4: right if not close to 100 percent of the results of your life right exactly. The, the quality of your education is almost entirely in your hands, unless you you know go to some offshore Caribbean medical school where they 've never even heard of the you know the uh, the sternum uh, then <laughs> i wouldn 't do that but yeah i just I hate that trend. I see it in my yeah. in my kid and their um, and, and her friends they 're so stressed out about where they 're going and what the status is and and even little d said to me the other day she said you know i 'm feeling i actually had the, f- the feeling that that I'm not going to a prestigious enough college and I didn't think I'd feel like this and I don't know where it's coming from and I you know I tried to reassure her that oh god don't feel that where you're going is fabulous um and
3: someday when you're older and you're making a good living you will run into people who went to the prestigious
4: college that right. you're doing much better than trust me <laughs> right, right. <laughs> trust me that will happen yeah yeah ah, how can a society get so off track i don't know i, think, I don't know you know a lot of it is the, the, the modern media and social media and that stuff, because we can communicate ideas so efficiently now. That includes bad ideas. And, and we, we, we sway each other to something that's really out, unhealthy or out of balance. Culture
3: is a weird thing. I mean, and if I, coming from the background I come from, could get sucked into this... My kid's going to college, yay. My kid's going to trade school, oh, I've kind of failed. If I could get sucked into that mindset, right. anybody can. Sure. And it's just, it makes zero sense. Well, I've changed it.
4: Well, you know. I've changed it in a matter of days. We can follow up on this in a minute. We need to take a break. Or we'll lose our jobs. Yeah.
3: This, this, This is unskilled labor. Trust me. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
6: Speaking of iPhones, today is actually the 10th anniversary of the release of the first iPhone. (laughs) It's also the 10th anniversary of someone asking their bartender, Um, can you charge us for me? Hmm.
4: What's the point of running those alleged jokes? That's my question. (laughs) Just as a policy, is there something we're trying to accomplish? Is is uh, Jimmy Fallon starving, or does he need help? Or was that Fallon? I don't even know. It
3: was. The mustachioed one. I see. So I do need the input on this. We got some texts I want to hit you with about people loving Mike Rowan. I'm going to try to eat as many hot dogs as I can at some point. Over Fourth of July.
4: Well, but not like in a jamming them down just until you don't enjoy them anymore. Right. Just to see how many that is.
3: Because I've always wondered. Right. At what point would I get full of hot dogs? I've always just stopped eating them because I thought, geez, nobody should eat three or four hot dogs. Right. I stop eating pizza only out of shame. I ate five one time at a little company get together, and I, I could wow. have easily eaten more. Wow! So I'm going to try it at some point this weekend. But would you do it early in the weekend? So you got time to recover, or 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 would you do it in the morning? So you got the day, or do you want to do it right before bed? Or will you? I don't know.
4: Well, speaking as the co-host, um, don't do it the night before we're doing a show. <laughs> I find because it, I'll be doing a solo show.
3: I don't think I can put myself in an in a, you know, unable-to-work
4: situation <laughs> by well, eating too many hot dogs. How about needing to run to and fro hmm. without uh, putting too fine a point on it?
3: Hot dogs don't do that to me. Okay, of course, I've never eaten seven before, and I might eat seven. Right. I might do it tonight. I'm kind of hungry anyway. I'm going to buy the Hebrew Nationals. I'm going to make sure i got plenty of them there. Out of solidarity with Israel? I think I'm going with just mustard.
6: You could do more than seven. When I was a fat boy, I could do, I did a whole pack by myself, 10 or 12 or however many in a pack. With buns? Yeah. You don't
3: know if it was 10 or 12?
6: Well, I mean, it depends on what hot dog pack bag you buy sure Different but, you eight, sized eight, 10, dogs, yeah.
3: but you just in a course of eating not for a contest nope not to see how <laughs> many you could do just in course of eating ate a dozen
6: hot dogs it would be part of my breakfast throw it with some part fried eggs. of your breakfast <laughs> i don't <laughs> know which
3: word to shout oh, browns. <laughs> uh, with it's some fried eggs yeah. because the hot dogs were not, not not enough sustenance for the day
6: well they're easy to cook bacon has all that grease and stuff so sure hot dogs Easy to cook with eggs and toast and hash browns and all that crap. It is a delicious breakfast meat. Sean,
3: how many hot dogs do you think I'll probably eat? Like,
0: I think you'll make double digits.
3: Really? Because wow. yeah. you, really? you seem to really
0: wow. love a hot dog. Wow. Because you have done this. So you've, you've eaten Yes, but I would suggest I think earlier in the day is better. So, just in terms of if you're if you're actually seeing not being full from a day full of already eating, right? I think you yeah. kind of have my thing too, where once it's full, it's it's kind of hard to stop. You know, there's yeah, or it's it's hard to keep going because I'm full. I don't really, I'm not attached to food that way. But I think if you do it like like lunchtime on a on one of the weekend days, I think that's prime. And okay. I I believe I have faith that you can make ten.
3: Got a nail down tomorrow at lunch. Yes, Michael. After you've eaten twelve, Jack, make sure you tell your family you love them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a try. I'll tweet out my results. I wish you well. Are you hmm. grilling these? Uh, I don't know. I usually just heat them up in the microwave. That's pretty lame, isn't it?
4: Well, they get hot that way. I think everybody does that in a pinch. They're not as yummy. When I was doing my challenge, uh,
0: I pivoted from microwave to toaster oven, and it made a big difference. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah a little
4: uh, little uh, foil under there.
0: Sean,
6: when you did 63 in a week, what's the most ever in one sitting? uh four. 4. I would four. do 4 at a time, yeah.
4: Four.
6: Because I, I had to I
0: couldn't I didn't think I'd be able to eat other things and I wanted to be able to pace them out through the day. I probably could have done like 5 or 6. Mm. Um or no, cuz I did it wasn't really one sitting, but during the course of the show I did all 9 on the final day. Oh, that's right. Oh, I remember oh, that day. Oh, oh my yeah. god. Yeah, so that was 9 before it's 10 a.m. A. hot
3: dogs. I think if you well
4: I'll, I'll I'll tweet about about it. This is an odd topic. <laughs>
3: We uh, got several texts saying, I love Micro" anytime he's on. Um, Obviously, people who are in those kind of jobs or have kids who are in those kind of jobs love hearing about that. Because they're looked down upon on for no, no good reason.
4: I mean, there's no explainable reason. You know, I've often found myself using the following phrase with my kids. The beast must feed itself. Because the, the, the... the quest for enlightenment or meaning or, or whatever, or the government handing out something, et cetera, et cetera. We've gotten so far away from the most basic and undeniable facts of life. An animal must feed itself. So feed yourself. Do whatever it takes to feed yourself. And if you are not the sort of person who wants to get into the college track like lines of work but you hear well college graduates make x amount more than non college graduates which is absolutely undeniable what's mm-hmm. lost is it's a perfect example of a statistic that that uh that distorts as much as it enlightens if you are a person of a hard working and entre- entrepreneurial bent and you 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 like ideas and you know, you're fairly aggressive and that sort of thing, then by God, get into the world of business, trade, something like that, learn the skill, build it, become an entrepreneur, build a giant business, have 150 people working for you. You'll get an unbelievable education in business just observing as you move up how the business is run. And a person who has those personal qualities might be making, and it's difficult to accurately describe them or have a group of them to poll or study, but if you have those people who go on that track, they're making way more than a similar person who felt obligated to get a liberal arts degree and is now you know, sitting in an insurance office or something like that. And I have nothing against insurance agents. I have insurance myself, several different kinds, more than I'd like. Um,
3: I have nothing against it either. But to 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 consider that a uh, uh, an okay thing to do, but you're a uh, an air conditioner tech, not an okay thing to do, is a strange move for
4: society. Right, right. And I would say, you know, if you're the sort of person who would start as a entry-level air conditioning tech, and end your career at age 60 as an entry-level air conditioning tech, you're not going to do any good in college anyway. You don't waste your money. You know, make friends and enjoy fixing people's air conditioners, because when it's hot out, by God, we appreciate your work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you have the right personal qualities, you can do wonderfully outside of getting a liberal arts degree. I, I'm pro-college education. I'm pro-education in general. But it's become such an enormous scam right now. It's been pumped so full of government money, it's so incredibly expensive right now. You know, if you're not sure it's for you, there are other great ways to have a really happy and prosperous life, if being prosperous is your goal. Well,
3: I've gotten the vast amount of my education since college on my own, and anybody can do that anytime they want. Sure, you don't have to go to college if you're. There's things you're interested in. You you are interested. in. Uh, learning to speak is not something I've studied. <laughs> no,
4: no, and it's gotcha. tragic. But how many? How many of us? And I'm talking about everybody listening right now. How many of us are in a gig right now? Where they said, "Where is your undergraduate degree from?" Mm. And your graduate degree? Mm-hmm. Unless Almost are, none of us. Right, unless you're in one of those jobs, or you're you're like working for pretentious bags of douche. On, on Wall Street that will only hire, you know, Harvard, Yale, et cetera, and, and that status matters in your line of work. Well, go ahead and pursue it then. But for the rest of us, what the hell are we all so worried about? I haven't even it's for ridiculous. those. ridiculous.
3: God. From what, from what I get from talking to people in those situations, that's almost entirely your first job, even for people with those. After that, once you get there, then right. you're, then you're off and running on your own. Yeah, your own please. abilities and personality and
4: everything. You you kick ass. You're creative. You're smart. You work well with others, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And some dip s who went to Columbia has been doing a terrible job. But no, they'll get the promotion over you. No, that doesn't happen. No, it doesn't. Nobody does that. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
2: Ella Trump Morning Joe Battle getting even nastier blackmail Oh, This is terrible and hurled. wonderful. <laughs> and Amazon's latest move to take over the world. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty.
3: Got Amazon between Amazon and Facebook. Those will be the only two companies on planet Earth, right?
4: They will be our government. They yeah. will be our overlords. All
3: that on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Goodwill Hunting had a quote about getting the same Harvard education from the local library for a eighty-seven worth of late fees. All the information you want is out there.
4: Yeah. It helps to have a guide sometimes sure. to help arrange it, but at the cost it costs these days? I tell you what, if Little D wasn't getting the scholarship she's getting, I'd be really conflicted. Because I'm feeding a beast that is stealing from me. Mm. And I just... Uh, You know, we can afford it with some loans and grants and that sort of thing. But I just resent being stolen
2: from. Let's get the news now. Marsh Phillips. Well, President Trump's meeting with South Korea's president at the White House right now. But before he did that, he was up and watching Morning Joe and launching
6: another Twitter review. Vincent Nicholas, official Trump tweet reader. Watch low-rated Morning Joe for first time in long time. Fake news. He called me to stop a National Enquirer story article. I said, no, bad show. Joe, Joe Scarborough firing back, Ugh. calling Trump a liar. Yet another lie. I have texts from your top aides and phone records. Also, those records show I haven't spoken with you in many months. Why do you keep lying about things that are so easily disproven? What is wrong with you? During this morning's show, Mika Brzezinski and Joe leveled blackmail
2: charges against Trump regarding that National Enquirer article. The co hosts an engaged couple, claims several Trump administration officials called him repeatedly with the offer about a National Enquirer story dealing with them having an affair. But they said Joe would have to call the president first and apologize for the things he and Brzezinski had said about him on the air. Brzezinski said the tabloid reporters even were hounding her children. These calls uh, persisted for quite some time. And then Joe had the conversations that he had with the White House where they said, oh, this could go away. Joe and Mika dropping the bombshell allegation on Morning Joe this morning. They actually canceled their vacation plans so they could be on the air to respond to Trump's Thursday morning tweets where he claimed Mika was bleeding from a facelift when they begged him to attend a party at Mar-a-Lago. This
4: is all so crazy. Yes, it is. When he, he resets it like that, I'm reminded of how absurd it all is. So
2: I heard a story this
3: morning on another radio station, but I'll share it because I thought it was really interesting. It was about George W. Bush. So apparently, middle of a George W. Bush's term, and this is about how other presidents have... Stayed above cable news chatter. Uh, somebody came to George W. Bush, uh, one of his people, and um, said, "You know, we we usually don't bring this stuff up, but this was this was so this was so over the top. We thought maybe you should know about this. This could become a topic, and maybe you should know about it." And Keith Oberman said, "Blah blah blah blah," ah, about the Bush I presidency. I and, remember Oberman back in the day, and George Bush said, "Keith Oberman, the guy from SportsCenter, Center, was talking about me." He was completely unaware, yeah. the president that Keith Olbermann had a show on MSNBC dedicated to, you know, badmouthing him every right. day. As you should be if you're president of the United States. <laughs> you shouldn't even know these shows exist. What, what information could you possibly get from cable news as president
4: that it would be of any benefit? None. I wouldn't think maybe you'd start to get perceptions of how people thought about things. Maybe. What so, sort of perceptions but do you... you th- but the reaction, any reaction more uh, uh, any reaction stronger than, huh, would be wildly out of place and, and, and inappropriate.
3: What sort of accurate perceptions about what people think do you think you get from cable news? Well, I certainly
4: don't think I get any. I was stretching a little, all right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. We have people uh, badmouth us in various media places, and including some of the stations we're on. And it's fine. Go ahead. As long as you spell the name right, that's what they say, huh? I don't think they spell our names
0: at all when they bad name, <laughs> badmouth us. I don't care. No, and I'm giving those anonymous reports. I make sure they spell it right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nike says it's working on a test program to sell some of its sneakers through Amazon. At first, just a small selection of shoes, clothes, and accessories will be available on the platform, but Nike may then sell more products on Amazon if the test is successful. Right now, shoppers can get Nike products on Amazon, but they are sold through third-party sellers. Nike says this partnership can help it better control its brand's presentation. Well, and you know what else it does, Marshall? It eliminates the middleman. Yes. Shares of Oregon-based Nike
6: jumped 6% before the stock market opened today. (laughs) Isn't Amazon the middleman? You can buy Nike stuff on Nike's website. I have. Whoops. It eliminates one of the middlemen. <laughs> yes,
2: but the money all goes to Nike, or more of it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Voice of the West.
3: I need me some Air Jordans. They still make those, right? Well, I don't
2: know. I'm a man.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you want to get in line and spend over a couple hundred dollars for shoes? You can do that. Absolutely.
4: That's what I'd air, air Jordans. Grown man doesn't wear a child's uh, gymnasium shoes. <laughs> Hard soles, Nothing less. <laughs> a child's gymnasium shoes. Chuck Taylor. <laughs>
6: Uh, <laughs> they need those uh, Kanye West Yeezy sneakers. Also, a couple hundred dollars.
3: Who makes those self-tying shoes? They're like twelve hundred dollars a pair or something.
6: Nike. Yeah, Nike the makes Nike. those. Yeah. I don't think they're available. They're still like. Have you similar. seen those? Well, like, literally for the idle rich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: So you're gonna tell me that you don't have no black cats no roman candles or screaming memes no oh come on man you don't got no lady fingers buzz buttles, snicker bombs church burners finger blasters gut busters zippity doodahs or crap flappers no i don't you're gonna stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes no spleen splitters whisker biscuits honky lighters who'sker doos, who'sker don'ts cherry bombs nips a dazers with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? No, because snakes and sparklers are the only ones I like. Probably
3: <laughs> must have been in California. Yeah, no one kidding. of those states that doesn't allow fun.
4: What about our right to explode things? Huh? Best state in the United States of
2: uh, Missouri. Missouri oh, yeah. is great. Oh
3: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I we would uh, we would go to my uncle's place on the Mississippi r- River, or uh, and uh, my dad and I, they would all drive down to Missouri. wasn't very far across the Iowa border, and get the real stuff.
4: The show me state. Show me how many fingers you got left.
3: They could all drive down and get the real stuff. Oh yeah, have a serious fireworks display. Right. Why do we shoot off fireworks? Well, John Adams himself on July the third, seventeen seventy six. Wrote to his wife, Abigail, that he thought fireworks should be used to celebrate America's independence from England, and Americans have celebrated their independence with fireworks ever since. Who am I to
4: argue with POTUS number two?
3: Uh, Consumers spend about $662 million on fireworks each year. Those numbers are given for all kinds of things all the time, and I don't know how you're supposed to react to them. Well, that's a lot. (laughs) If I'd I'd have told you three times as much or half as much, you'd have had the same (laughs) reaction. I'd have had exactly the same look on my face. Mm. Sparklers are deceptive. These are a bunch of fun facts about fireworks.
4: (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. Sparklers are deceptive. You're deceived by. They're incomprehensible facts so far. (laughs) Sparklers
3: will deceive you by how benign they are. They actually burn as hot as 2,000 degrees. I've heard that. Why don't you put one out on your tongue and report back to us? (laughs) During the 4th of July, Americans light about 175 million pounds of fireworks, which is equivalent... (laughs) Again, twice that much, half that much. But this is interesting, which is equivalent to about 100,000 lightning bolts. It's a lot of power across the country. (laughs) The earliest use of fireworks dates back to 200 B.C. in China. 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 During the Han Dynasty, people would... Roast bamboo stalks until the air inside would sizzle and explode. The, resulted, the resulting loud pop was believed to frighten evil spirits and usher in happiness and luck. That's an odd belief. However, the invention of fireworks led to the invention of gunpowder rather than the other way around. During medieval warfare in China, sometimes fireworks were strapped to rats which would run into enemy territory
4: wait a minute the
3: chinese would also strap fireworks to arrows to terrify their enemies
4: Explo- so uh, exploding rats so please i'm going to see him tonight mm-hmm. yeah they're a headliner um they would uh, strap explosives to rats so well, Fire- fireworks to rats <laughs> rat so, bomb. did you say fireworks <laughs> led to the development of gunpowder that's what it says Gunpowder
3: weaponry. Gunpowder or gunpowder? Powder. Gunpowder okay. gun weaponry. So, so it seems to me that they had gunpowder, the, the, the powder that would light up and... Psss,
4: oh, I see.
3: And they would just use it to frighten people, that sort of thing. They, 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 and uh, evil spirits. They'd, they'd tie it to a rat. Then somebody thought, you know, I'll bet if you put enough of that in a tight little tube, you could fire a projectile out of
4: there or and, something. And, and blow somebody's hat and face off or mm-hmm. whatever, right? The uh, Ming Dynasty guys who were trying to take over, huh?
3: While China invented the firework itself, Italy invented the aerial shell in the 1830s.
4: There you go, the land of my birth.
3: The shape <laughs> like of if the... We
0: don't have enough rats around here. We need something else to launch That's these right, fireworks exactly. around. <laughs> if
4: only we had the more
3: rats. The shape of the inner part of the aerial shell is what gives the fireworks its overall shape. Italians also discovered the burning different metallic powders caused different colors. So they started the whole... Pew, 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 red, blue, yellow, ah, ooh, ah. And then I like the ones that go, boom! Don't do anything. That's my favorite firework. Wow. You have a lot of anger. (laughs) That's my
4: firework. That's the firework I like. Just Boom! Scares the heck out of my kids, though. The Italians also invented putting pasta in hot water, so it's not so crunchy. Blue is by far
3: the hardest firework color for pyrotechnicians to make. Oh, my. Even after thousands of years, it's
4: difficult. So save your real oohs and ahs for the blue. First fireworks
3: shot off in America by Captain John Smith in Jamestown, Virginia, in 1608 to scare off uh, Native Americans. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Four states have a ban on all public access to fireworks. Delaware, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York, you can get nothing.
4: Wow. You know, I got to admit, uh, if you had never seen fireworks like our Native peoples, oh, hell yeah. it would scare the hell out of you.
3: Oh, I got the injury stats. Th- those oh. of you who get the award-winning fourth hour, you'll get to hear the injury stats from fireworks.
4: Just give us one.
3: Give us one. What's the most commonly injured part of the body? From fireworks. Got to be the fingers. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the rest of the list will shock you. Number seven will make you sick to your stomach.
4: <laughs> Great. Do you have any idea what Daryl Hannah looks like now? Stop. <laughs> even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the
3: time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home
6: we went from normal life healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B cell ALL the
0: St.
1: Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance shortly after that I noticed a rainbow it meant that there was hope